Welcome to MMA FanCast. I'm Luke, and I'm joined today by Brittany Bickhart. Brittany, welcome. Thank you very much. It's great having you on the show. I interviewed you a few years ago. You were fighting in Allentown, I believe, and then that fight got canceled last minute. It was disappointing. It was going to be a Muay Thai kickboxing fight. And now, in the years in between, you've moved out to Pittsburgh and joined a new camp, and you're going to make your MMA debut um, on Thursday night, March 11th for CFFC. So there's a ton going on. Can you so jump back and take it from the time when you moved from Eastern Pennsylvania to Pittsburgh and run us through from there? Yeah. So, um, definitely a lot has happened in my life since that fight fell through, um, when I first met you. Um, let's see, I moved to Pittsburgh last December. Um, so when I moved out here, I was super, super stoked to start training at Stout. I knew they were a great school. I was very excited to see how much I'll improve. Um, I was looking forward to start taking fights with them. And then the pandemic hit and the world stopped and it was wild. And, um, so, you know, we just did what we could, uh, when we were all shut down, I became a runner. I ran like every single day. It was like my new hobby, um, and I think the entire world went through a lot of adversity. Uh, and I think we all kind of realized what was important, take a step back. But, um, you know, if you want something, you got to keep working for it. So that's just kind of what I did. I, I knew we'd eventually open back up. Um, so soon as uh, it was about November, 247 started having fights. So I tried to get on that card for MMA. I unfortunately couldn't get an opponent. So um, I know Ohio Combat League had an event this past weekend. Unfortunately, couldn't get an opponent. So thankfully got one for CFFC and I'm super, super excited. Yeah, and it's going to be you going to what is the opposite side of the state, but still where where you originally from. So given the restrictions, are you expecting to have people in the audience or is it a closed audience? So I believe they're limited capacity. Um, since I took it short notice, um, there was only like one VIP table left. And thankfully, so my dad, my stepmom, my girlfriend, and then her brother could come. So I am thankful for that. Um, it, even if it was no fans, I'm super, super, you know, ecstatic that I can even get the opportunity to fight. So I'm just ready for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, what, about three years of you wanting to get fights. And I know you you have... You've tried to get made different fights, but you did you did do some BJJ, correct? At some point through Stout, or was that before Stout? That was before Stout. Um, I started training in both a uh, little bit of Muay Thai, a little bit of BJJ. I did do some uh, you know jujitsu tournaments here and there. So um, I haven't done a jujitsu tournament in a while. So once things get you know more steady, I would like to do one again. And I know, like you mentioned, you were training during. Um, during the, the lockdown and all that, there was a lot going on and you had to learn to be kind of more cross training, running instead. But since, cause I've seen on Facebook that Stout's been up and running for a couple months now, right. As far as back, back doing their stuff. Um, what gave you the confidence and your coaches, the confidence to take a short notice fight? Um, just uh, staying ready all the time. Um, I'm in the gym every day. Uh, the coaches are absolutely amazing. Um, the drive there is just, I'm motivated when I'm there every day. There's other guys motivating me too. You know, they're taking fights. There's pro fighters there. There's always work to get, um, you know, every single Saturday we have, you know, a fight team practice and somebody has a fight. So 
uh, it's always been pretty steady. So the motivation had always been there, um, you know, and seeing that my coaches did believe in me, uh, were excited for me to get a fight. You know, we were trying for a while. Um, I think that's what had a lot to do with, all right, this fight's short notice, but we know that I've been putting in the work too. Well, it's really the confidence is where preparation meets opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we're talking about. You're confident because you've been preparing and now you have the opportunity. You mentioned 247 Fighting Championships and they've officially announced that they'll be having a double header show, back-to-back shows on May 22nd. So hopefully you'll be able to be on that event and kind of have a local Pittsburgh because Stout usually has quite a few fighters on the 247 card and I think it'll be exciting now when you talk about taking your debut fight you're going up against Samantha Brister who's one and one and so as far as MMA goes amateur she has a little bit more in cage that is official because obviously you have a lot of training and practice uh what was it like to get the opportunity against somebody who at least on paper um has more experience in the cage you're not going up against a debuter yeah, um, I know she trains at a very good school, so I'm definitely going to go in there with, you know, respect for her. Um, I'm sure she takes this sport as serious as I am. So that makes me more excited for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it more real for me, uh, put someone like real against me, see where I stand. Um, it's a great test. So it actually made me more excited, you know, someone who has experience, uh, you know, and I understand that, like you said, just the mentality of just stepping in the cage, you know, even if you lost, like just going through the whole day and putting yourself in that situation, you know, she has experienced what, you know, what it's like. So I'm definitely more excited that it's someone like her, someone that takes it serious. I'm sure she wants to go far. I want to go far. So I think we're both going to put on a great fight. Oh, and that's a, that's a great attitude to have. When you talk about going far, you've been training since 20 or 21, right? as far as when you started training age-wise. So what have you learned about yourself in the time that you've been training as a person and as an athlete? Um, I definitely, uh, you have to sacrifice a lot of things. Um, You can't live if you want to go quote unquote far as like a pro and do something with that. Um, Just know that there's going to be lots of setbacks. I've had so many setbacks, even just to get to this, I'm just debuting for MMA. I'm basically nothing yet and I've worked so hard to get to even to this point you know and uh it's definitely always going to be a long road you're going to have to put things aside sometimes say no to family events you know time with friends um, drinking on the weekends eating what you want and just going into the gym when you don't want to go into the gym is like the main thing if I wanted to train every single day that'd be great most of the time I'm too tired, but I still go. So uh, just, you know, a lot of dedication in your head, uh, pushing through when you don't want to. Of course, and dedication is doing what you don't want to do when you need to do it. And that's exactly what you said. Today, you mentioned that on Saturdays, Stout as their fight team practice that's, you know, for the competition or the fight team. And you just did that today. What was that? What, what is that like when you're not planning for a fight, but you still go? And what is it like now that you actually have a fight coming up? Is it different emotionally or have you liked kind of every Saturday is a fight camp for you, even though you didn't have a fight schedule? 
I would say um, your training partners push you a little bit harder. They push us no matter what. So honestly, like, it's kind of like pouring my life's like a fight camp anyway. We go in there, we all get work. If someone else has a fight, you know, I'm trying to push them. Um, and then I, you know, like, I've seen the guys take fights on short notice. So I try to think about that too. You know, this could happen to me. Um, so definitely though, when you do have a fight is it's a different vibe. Um, you know, they see that you're tired, they'll push the pace. Uh, the coaches pay a little bit more attention to you. Um, so, you know, don't let you slack off, you know, work on what you need to. So I'd say those, there's just like tiny little details, but for the most part, we always go hard, you know, we're grinders. Well, that, that is very much, I know both Wilkins brothers. I had the privilege years and years ago, seems like a lifetime ago, knowing Mike when he was a freshman at Waynesburg University, I was his track coach. It seems like a lifetime ago, but I've, yeah, yeah, I've known him that long. Um, I knew him back, you've probably seen photos. I knew back, I knew him back when his hair was like big and curly. The long hair. Oh yeah, yeah, that's how long ago. But you know, you bring up a good point that, Stout, and obviously they have more than just the Wilkins. I know the Wilkins, but that whole camp is known as um, a successful, very um, good camp. And I think that's an important part. One of the reasons why I do this show is to help people recognize that there's a whole lot that goes into MMA um, that you'll never see. You know, UFC 240, uh, 259 is tonight. And obviously that's the top of the mountain. But like you said, you've worked years to just get to O and O to just get to your debut. And then down the road, when you go, or if you were to go pro, you're back to O and O again, and it starts all over. So have you thought about that when you talk about a career or wanting to be in MMA long-term, how many like resets you're going to have to go through? Yes, 100%. And it kind of, I mean, honestly scares me to think about that far in the future of like, wow, like there's going to be so much that happens in between now and, uh, when I do go pro and I know there is going to be setbacks, injuries, fights that fall through, um, pandemics. I mean, come on, like we're going through a pandemic. We stopped the world. Um, so I definitely am one to just face it and keep pushing. And, you know, it, it's, there's going to be bad times. It's going to happen, but like who you are in that bad time to keep going forward is, uh, like what you'll be in the end. So, I definitely think that it's it's a long stretch from here until pro. And then even when I am pro, like you're oh. still kind of nothing. You still have to still have to prove yourself once again. That's what I like about it. Cause that feeling of just succeeding and killing a practice when you didn't want to go and cutting the weight and making weight. And that's what I like about this sport is, you know, that feeling after just killing something when you didn't want to. Absolutely. And I, I think for every second under the bright lights, uh, particularly in MMA, any sport, particularly MMA, because it's so one-on-one. -on -one. For all those seconds of success, there's thousands of stuff that goes in, good or bad. We've seen some of the high-level people kind of fall off in their focus, some of their behavior, you know, some of those things. John Jones looking at you. But no, there's so much that I just got to throw, got to throw. But seriously, right, that there's so much that can happen um, to make somebody successful or not successful outside of, of the cage. Since you've mentioned when you go pro, here you are making your debut with already plans to go pro. Uh, what is what is that in your mindset that makes it like you clearly want to learn from amateur? There's a lot to do, but you kind of already have in your mind that you want to turn pro. When did that come about and how are you at that point already mindset wise? 
Definitely when I moved to Stout. Um, honestly, even thinking about fighting in MMA when I moved to Stout, I remember I was talking to Will, like the head coach, and he's like, yeah, we'll get you an MMA fight right away. Kind of scared me a little bit. I was like, oh, man, am I really ready for MMA? Like They think I am, so I must be. Um, but I have really been working on just putting everything together. Honestly, the pandemic, it's, it is a very unfortunate thing, but it allowed me to really focus on, uh, since I wasn't taking any fights, just focus on what I was weak at for MMA, like takedowns and whatnot. Um, so I definitely, and just hearing other people say it, like if my coach was like, all right, when you go pro and then like teammates, when you go pro and like hearing Mm -hmm. other people say that you're like, they see that. So I'm seeing it and it, it pumps me up and, you know, I train with pros on Saturdays and I see what they went through and I'm like, I can definitely do this. Like, I know I'm going to do it. So I think that mindset, honestly, Stout is what gave me the confidence. Well, a huge shout out to Stout and all their coaches and athletes. I think that's another thing when, when I, because I've had the opportunity on this show to interview UFC fighters or, or fighters that are on the contender series, which is exciting. But one of the things they bring up, and actually years ago, George St. Pierre brought this up as well is there's people in the gym that may never fight, but that make people better. You know, they're, they're the gym buddies or they're the gym training partners. And GSP actually years ago mentioned a guy by name who doesn't fight, but, but was good enough to be training with GSP, making him better. What's it like to know that you need a whole team around you? Obviously the pros, people are doing it, but also people that just are grinders and showing up to make you better. Yes. Um, there's a lot of guys like that at Stout. Shout out Jesse. He, uh, he, uh, Jesse Florentino, he has helped me with my wrestling tremendously. He doesn't even fight. I'm sure if he took a fight, he would do fine. And then, and it's just the everyday people too. Um, I'll get in my head and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here today. And, you know, I see the mom with five kids doing the same workout I'm doing. And I'm like, who am I? Like, she's doing it. I can do it. So people like that, you never know uh, what someone might say or what someone might do without even, they don't even know it and they motivate me. Um, So it's everywhere, especially in South, such a big community. Uh, Like right now I have the fight. I've never had so much support than I do right now from my friends back at home, my family walking through the gym. They're like, oh, you have a fight. Like they want to watch it. So that is like just everywhere. The motivation's everywhere. Um, Even if they don't fight, they're, they're just, generally interested in what you're doing. So that's awesome. You're bringing up the community. And I think this is one part about MMA that, that you know, the UFC or the Bellator fan that just likes to see people get punched in the face, <laughs> you know, which, you know, is, is a good portion of the people watching. And of course, that's what the fight does. But I, I think people are always surprised in whether it's boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, BJJ, wrestling, it just goes right down or MMA how much of a family and a community, the good gyms, there may be gyms which are too brutal or just just too abusive maybe because sometimes that comes up and we certainly don't support those gyms. But what was it like? When did you realize the community in MMA or in training for you in your life and how valuable that can be as a person? Um, I think I definitely realized when I would start going to fights with my old at my old gym and I realized how small it was. Like I would see, I remember I saw Mickey Gall and um, Frankie Edgar at one of like the cards that I went to for an amateur fight. And I was like, wow, like they're here cornering the guys. And I didn't realize how close knit things were. Um, I didn't even really understand the process back then. 
Um, and, and just now, just like people reaching out that I may have fought in the past or um, I briefly trained with for a weekend. That's one big thing. Actually, like if you go visit somewhere, you can tell a lot about a school that like, hey, I'm in town. You mind if I come through and train? And they're like, yeah, sure. And you walk in and it's like you've always known these people and they want to help you and they uh, give you tips. And uh, so I definitely think it's just, it's like you said, it's hard to explain. It's just such a close knit group and we all kind of understand each other, you know? So I definitely love the uh, martial arts community, you know, the training community. Um, you know, you can, I found some of lifelong friends through this. Well, I think that's the thing that often goes unsaid, particularly when you watch, you know, a, a UFC main event card or something, forget the fact that they're people, you know, all professional athletes, uh, championships uh, champions included are people and they need lifelong friends they need people in their corner they need people that support them speaking of people in your corner this is your first time in an actual MMA fight obviously uh, you've done some other competitions but who's in your corner and what does it mean to you to have them in your corner and make this trip to Philly with you this is a good question it's uh so it's going to be Will uh Will Morrill I think I said his last name right it's bad that I don't know how to pronounce it um so he's like the head striking coach. And then Mike Wilkin, Wilkins is going to be in my corner. So that honestly, I'm very excited about that because if you would have told me starting out in Lock Haven, very small school, did not train with pros that fast forward my life and this would be where I was at. I'd be like, you're joking. So I'm super excited that, you know, they're making the trip out with me. They're as, as, as excited as I am, and that makes me super motivated. I just want to make them proud. I want to make all my coaches proud. And that just by itself is um, a lot for me to, you know, keep pushing and wanting to do, like, really well in this fight. Well, absolutely. I, I think that's a, a, a great mindset that you have. You know, you have the striking coach and, obviously, Mike Wilkins um, all around. Um, I actually had the opportunity to watch him in the same venue, 2300 arena for CFFC several years ago, long before the pandemic, he fought for a world title for CFFC in that building. So it's kind of going to be cool for him. I'm sure. Um, I have to warn you though, and, and maybe you know this, but I'll ask you the question before I warn you, warn you, what do you know about Mike Wilkins corner strategies? Do you know anything about how he corners fighters? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I've heard stories. I uh -huh. just know that they're like, he's the best corner you'll ever have. So sure. like, hey, we'll be good. Okay. Okay. Then maybe I won't warn you. He's just, what, what's great about Mike, obviously, and you want this in a corner, is you want somebody who's very clear, stays calm, and gives uh, focused direction. I mean, I, I think you know this. You're a student of the game. You've watched a lot. Every once in a while, even at the UFC level, which blows my mind, you get corners that are terrible. You know, fight harder punch him in the face more, you know, uh, don't lose. It's like, what, what are you saying? But one of the things that Mike does, just so you know, I'm sure it won't be a problem for you, but um, I've seen him actually turn his back. Like he will actually turn in the corner and turn his back if the fighter isn't listening to what he's telling them to do. <laughs> so you may want to talk to him about that. But yes, yes, um, I, I don't think he'd do that maybe on your first fight, but uh, he's a very clear corner. I think you'll love having both your coaches there. And I, I think it's important because when I have fighters, um, including Mike and others, when I have pro fighters on, they will often talk about how it's more stressful to be in the corner because they can only do so much. You know, the fighter has to do it. And when you're in a fight, you have the ability to do whatever you can do. Like you have more control. So 
coaching, particularly MMA with all the variety of it is a sport in and of itself. Um, so, I mean, I appreciate uh, you coming on and talking to us about that. Who are your main thank yous, your gratitudes as we go into this? It's already fight week for you here. Um, and we'll, we'll look at that now. Um, my main thank yous, as always, my teammates, um, even my teammates in the past, all my coaches in the past and my coaches now, uh, just, you know, really dedicating their time to me, caring about me, helping me grow. Um, definitely my girlfriend, because I'm cutting weight, I'm hangry, and she has to deal with me every single day. Um, my family, they're super supportive. Like, I couldn't be luckier. Even my coworkers, um, understanding that maybe sometimes I... I'm cranky at work because I'm cutting weight like right now. So just everybody just like really cares about it. And I couldn't be, you know, so lucky or any more lucky to have the people around me that I do. So a little bit of everyone. Well, I think that's wonderful. Um, it's always great to see that even though you'll be fighting by yourself in the cage, you have both the coaches and your family supportive there, but also around um, the state of Pennsylvania and all over. Um, I saw some comments on your Facebook page of people being excited to watch you on UFC Fight Pass because it's going to be UFC Fight Pass. So you'll already be in front of people that you know and also that you don't know all over because of UFC Fight Pass, which is just so cool. If you have a prediction, um, you can make it now. If not, that's cool. But I always want to give people the opportunity because that's part of the fight game to kind of have a mindset going in whatever works for you. Yeah, 100%. Um, I definitely feel Samantha is a great opponent and I respect her uh, greatly, but I know it's going to go in my way and it just may end early. So that's what we're going for. Hey, that's a, that's a good prediction. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens. I do want to get you on uh, the show again after your fight, once you get back. Uh, to kind of check in with you, see how everything went and everything from the outcome to also the process and the journey. So thanks so much for coming on the show today. Best wishes uh, to you uh, in your debut fight. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Have a good one.